Hey everybody, it's Andy Little here from the EM Over Easy podcast, back to introduce you to episode one of season five. I cannot tell you how excited we are to be back for season five. We've took the summer off, there's been a couple transitions, I've moved to Florida, but we are excited to be back with this first episode that I'm gonna let it introduce itself. But I wanted to hop on and remind everybody of some great news for us at EM Over Easy. We are now the official podcasting partner for the ACOEP, the American College of Osteopathic Emergency Physicians, the place where Drew Tanner and I met 10 years ago. But with that, we're going to be doing some cool things at Scientific Assembly. I want you to go to acoep.org and search for Scientific Assembly. Register today. It'll be some great lineup of speakers, people who have been on our show, and then there'll be a couple happy hours slash lunch type meetings where Drew, myself, Tanner, and some other great guests will be doing some cool EM over easy things with ACUP at the Scientific Assembly. That's enough from me before the first episode of season five. Here it is, discussing normal. I want to just look at the word normal because we've all experienced it. We've all said it. We've all had probably used it when presenting a patient to an attending that's going to admit a patient that we consider it to maybe be a soft admit and we want to shore up our admission um, for why it is that we're doing it. Um, Yet, if you look in the lexicon of all of the um, undergraduate medical education, it is not one time mentioned in the curriculum. And as a matter of fact, much like the name Tanner Gronowski, who's the one and only, if you Google the term normal patient, the only reference made to it is in terms of psychology. Um, and psychiatry, in which it is just defined as the absence of psychiatric disease. And that's the only reference, and we never use it that way. So if everybody knows what it is, yet it is ungoogleable, why is that? So that, friends, is the luscious voice of John Casey, one of our frequent guests and really fourth co-host de facto for the E-Move Easy podcast. So, John, thank you so much for joining us, talking about the normal, air quote, patient yeah and thanks for using the word luscious that's a it's a delicious word that that was i was stuck on luscious yeah i didn't hear anything after that it's an onomatopoetic word <laughs> well before we go too far down a rabbit hole couple couple things for our em over easy listeners we're really sort of be back with you after we've been taking a summer break we're of course recording this in the middle of our summer break how all this stuff works we're socially distanced on my drew's back patio so we're being uh, as covid sensitive as we can be Tanner and Andy are here also, so we got the three amigos plus the de facto fourth, John Casey. For our listeners, remember to check out a couple things, our website, our blog post, our Twitter account, and Facebook to get all of the cool updates we're doing and episode releases. And I'm just going to plug my book one more time, Pocket Pimped. Go to pocketpimped.com if you want the discount, E-M-O-E 20, that'll be on our website. It's a cool resource for people in emergency medicine, particularly if you are up and coming in emergency medicine, and I will say no more. Sorry for the interruption. I'm super excited about this episode. Yeah, it's it's a fun thing. And thank you guys for uh, letting me play with this word a little bit. Because, uh, you know, much like Imaraz, we're all about the wordplay here. So when we, we're talking about normal and we talk about normal patients, I was just curious. Have, have any of you guys ever had any formal education on normal patients? Formal education from the streets. Yeah, street education. I, I mean, definitely did not have any lectures on what a quote-unquote normal patient is. But I know for a fact what that means and what other people insinuate when they say that. 
Yeah. Yeah. When, when I read this outline, I thought a lot about like, we, we learn a lot about like normal from a exam standpoint, like normal, a normal neuro exam, a normal abdominal, like what normal is, which is baseline the way the body's supposed to be built. But I, but when I tried to extrapolate that into what a normal patient looks like, that those don't go together. Like they're not, they're not synonymous. Sure does. It's just every part of the exam is normal. So now you have a normal patient. We're just summarizing. Uh, right? Yeah. Right. Has, it has to be. I disagree. Has to be. Disagree. <laughs> has to be. Yeah, and that's because I literally thought in my brain, I was like, well, if, if I did a normal exam, I, I there's that there's another little bonus section that has to be present yeah. for them to be normal. Yeah. That doesn't have to be there with a normal exam. Yeah, it really is. And it's funny, right? Because it it would sound I mean, that would make it sound great. So so I tried to to so I even, you know, did an online search for for the term normal patient. And the two medical references that kicked back were normal lab values, and a phrase in psychiatry that refers to the absence of mental disease. And I thought, okay, I'll accept that as a premise, but when I say normal patient, that's actually not what I mean either, and I don't think other people do too. Yeah. I, that, that may be a component of it, but I mean, I've had patients that have diagnosed psychiatric diseases like depression. And I've referred to them as normal. And by that definition, I would actually technically be wrong because yeah. they have a psychiatric diagnosis. And by the way, don't mean that to think that I mean anybody with depression is not normal. I actually am arguing the opposite. So when I read that, I was really, uh, I was really surprised because you can find just about everything on the Internet. And then I started playing around with the phrase in my head. And I've, I've kicked this around for a while to to really weigh it out before you bring it up to other people because it seems like one of those words that everybody uses so to question it seems abnormal so one of the thoughts that i had was um what would it have felt like if i were in med school and someone had flashed the word up on the screen to describe a normal patient this is what you mean And I had a really hard time with it. I think it's a really interesting question to address, particularly in our current cultural conundrum. Yeah. Right. Where we, we know in medicine, most of what we define as normal, whether it be what a normal body temperature is, what a normal component of an exam is, what our typical patient is. So even when you think about chest pain, we describe typical as being a middle-aged Caucasian male which is non-applicable to the vast majority of our patients, right? And so why is it that, and, and it's not quite normal, but a female presents the ED with what for them is typical chest pain, but we call it atypical. Exactly. <laughs> right? Because It's not normal. It's not normal. Because we've defined normal arbitrarily by, unfortunately, what society has established in many ways as the, the standard, which is a middle-aged Caucasian male. And I probably would have cringed a little bit before thinking about this. And in fact, uh, there have been other episodes where you talk about, and other, other podcasts where you talk about how the normal temperature was even derived and, and how poor the information on that is and how it probably isn't even accurate. Uh, but now today, thinking about it, you know, this is July 2020. The thought of describing anything as normal and applying it to the masses is it, it feels Weird. Horrible. Yeah. Just wrong and horrible. Yeah. yeah. I definitely was 
extremely conflicted when I read the outline for this and I was going, oh yeah, normal patient. Obviously know what that means. And then you start to think about it and you're like, well, now I feel really awkward. Yeah. And by the way, folks, didn't didn't mean to do that. Not word shaming anybody. No, no, I, I don't think it was. I think it's I think it's it's that's why this is such a cool conversation is we're starting to actually entertain some of these ideas that we used to take for granted. Yeah. And to me, I when I when I read the outline, I thought of really two parts of it. And one was the synonyms for normal. Yeah. Which are typical, regular, unusual, basic when you look it up. And then I, I thought of, in my terms, so many times I've said normal, and then I've added a modifier there. So when you're calling me basic, I always thought took that as an insult, but you're really just saying I'm normal? Just saying you're normal. Uh, that's not how it felt. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> um, but, Essentially. But so many times we've used normal and then a modifier. This is a normal Hispanic female. And then that puts a picture up in your brain. This is a normal Somalian patient that puts a picture up. So do you, do you use the word normal? No, I, I, I don't regularly, but I've, I remember times where I have, yeah. where I've presented and said, this is a normal Hispanic female. And it's just like, what is that? Yeah. Because I use the word and I have a, the picture pops up in my brain. But when did I learn that? Yeah. And, and what are you actually trying to say? Mm-hmm. And what information you're trying to convey? And is there a better way to convey it? And maybe there's not. I, I actually am okay with the hypothesis that, that that's perfectly okay. So I was thinking about this normal and honestly how in the present day I use the term and have heard people use the term. And again, not in, the, not in a way of wanting people to necessarily lexicon, but wanting to think about things and how what you're saying, you may be able to be more precise or more clear. So when I spent a little time, and Andy, you had a great point about qualifiers onto normal, um, which is interesting because if normal is the encompassing term, you shouldn't have to add anything. Yeah. But we do. And I thought about how I use normal and have used normal at times. And so a really great example is this person, I'm worried about the fact that they could have cancer because they just seem so normal. Or a really common example that I hear is back pain. Because we see so many back pain patients that for a myriad of reasons are not true emergencies. Or more importantly, maybe we have hang tags that we put on them. They're drug seeking. They're, you know, we all know that back pain is hard to objectively diagnose. You know, when somebody has hard symptoms, it makes it a lot easier, actually. It's just when they, they are describing this back pain, but there's no objective findings, that's when it gets a little more complicated. But we, we start to put patients into pools according to risk. And, Maybe they're an IV drug abuser, and so that moves them up in a category. But maybe they're a former cancer patient, and that moves them up in a category. Maybe they're elderly, or maybe they had trauma. So we we put people into these buckets. But then there's this final group you're left with where it's just a person complaining of back pain with not a great backstory and not fitting into a bucket. And you have to make a decision about... Is this something you want to more conservatively pursue or is this something where you're going to do a really aggressive workup? And that's where I find myself longing for this term. And I use the term normal and I used it as a resident and I've used it a few times as an attending. And 
when I said it and when I really started thinking about what I was trying to convey in those cases, I think I was trying to convey that they made the decision to come to the ER that I would have made. And I'm a reasonable person. And so they must be a reasonable person too. And that may not be how everybody's using it, but, and and keep in mind, guys, I have spent a long time thinking about this, but that is ultimately the realization that I came to is that you and I share an experience. And therefore, if I would, I can't make myself unreasonable, so I can't make you unreasonable. And so if I'm normal, you're normal too. It's normalizing the patient encounter, right? Right. That's what it is, is that there's not, you don't think there's an ulterior motive, an alternative issue, something else. You've now normalized this patient encounter to be something that you can very much associate with and imagine yourself in, in those shoes, which is interesting. I, I, I think that the example of back pain is, um, I, I was smirking as you were explaining that. So I, I have multiple templates for exams, right? So I have a normal neuro exam. That is truly somebody who has absolutely nothing, no neurologic deficits, right? What we would consider to be a truly normal exam. And I think we can all define what normal is in that situation. I have a, uh, just a general normal exam. So that is somebody who, you know, not tachycardic, not tachypnic, looks well appearing, all those things. My normal back pain exam actually has lumbar paraspinal muscle spasm and tenderness with ILA joint tenderness. Because that's my normal back pain exam, because typically that's what my normal back pain patients have, and then I alter it based on on what it actually is. So it's just very funny. But if I said normal back pain exam, nobody else at this table or that I was talking to would think that I would automatically include the qualifiers of paraspinal muscle spasm, tension, and ILA joint tenderness, right? right. You would think of that as being a benign back pain mm. exam with no abnormal findings, and yet I have now defined that in my head as normal. And that gets to the issue is that exactly what you said, is we've created a a term, normal, that has individual meanings per provider. And what medicine demands is that we speak a common language with common definitions. And a word that should be so easily defined isn't. It's actually really funny because on one of my very recent shifts, this exact scenario happened. I had a quote-unquote normal patient that I walked out of the room and I went up to the nurse and I said, I don't know what's going on, but the guy seems normal and he has back pain. I think I need to work this up more. And it was the, the exact scenario you were describing of, I associated his presentation as what I would assume I would have come to the ER for. So that means it's legitimate and I should continue to do a larger workup. And when we start to think about the context, though, maybe my word choice should be different because in my head, it's not so much the word normal, I'm thinking. It's it's the concept of like gestalt, like something is just like my, my radar is is picked up and I'm I'm putting the term normal in there because I don't know how to describe it. But perhaps maybe that's not the right term because when we, as we've kind of touched on a little bit earlier, that could be insinuating something else for other people. It's interesting because you're using the word normal to actually describe a concerning patient. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Which exactly. Is, which again is, is what we shouldn't be doing. Yeah. But because you have the same experience that, that John was just talking about where you associate with the patient that you don't see anything else that's a red flag on them and they still present with these complaints, otherwise well appearing, you're concerned. But instead we say, this is a normal patient. 
So I'm going to do more of a work on that. No, I, I love this conversation. It's so, so interesting to kind of do a deep dive on one word. Yeah. Words, words really do matter. Yeah. And again, it, I like the fact that you're looking at it from the perspective of it's interesting because is normal the way that we describe our gestalt? We always talk about that. Maybe we've come up with our own lexicon. And again, I'm not saying it's necessarily a bad thing. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But Drew's point about there can be a difference in normal, maybe that's a challenge. Maybe we can only use normal in a certain certain area or communicating in a certain way. This reminds me, uh, I've got a very good physician colleague. You guys all know him, Matt Mason. He's a pulmonologist. And one of the things we talked about is he sees patients that come in with COPD and now COVID, but COPD all the time into his office that are wheeling in in the middle eighties with their O2 tank happy as a lark. And he thinks they look great. And I see them and I put them on BiPAP. And because his version of normal is very different than my version of normal in that case. So, but I think that when a pulmonologist talks to another pulmonologist about a normal COPD patient, they probably are actually communicating something effectively. So the reason that I find that term so interesting is that it's almost like a universal translator word. And I found it really fascinating that I could talk to my hospitalist and use the term. And it is a way of conveying some of those ineffable qualities. Maybe what I'm, you know, and, and I thought about this is a really interesting far side note. Um, I have never been a parent to a child, but I have a construct in my head for a normal parent, which is really interesting to me. I don't know where that came from. Mm -hmm. Maybe I've built it off of observational learning. Maybe I've built it off of what I've read or what they taught me in med school, which is probably the worst thing you could do. All the people with Twitter are like, don't do it. Um, so, you know, for me, that was an interesting side note because I realized one day that I'd used that. I was, you know, oh, that parent, they, they just seem so normal. They seem worried about their child. Well, quite honestly, most of the parents I've encountered in my life actually do worry about their yeah. children. Um, so, that would be abnormal if they didn't. So, yeah, to your point, why do I even need to qualify? That? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, this brings up a ton of thoughts uh, as I was reading the outline and even now as we're talking that I feel like it, it brings up the broader discussion of is that there are so many phrases we use in medicine. Normal. The next one that pops to my mind is nice. Well, there's just, they're just so nice. Yeah. And it's like, well, what, what's, what's, what's that? Right. They didn't yell at me. They didn't. They agreed with me. Like... But that, that happens a lot more than we probably give it credence to, but we put right. a special emphasis when they're nice. And so I think it just as a, as a provider, think about the things that we say and the way we describe people and wonder, why am I describing them that way? Because I feel like, again, in it being July 2020, the words we say matter, the phrases we use matter, because it also starts a whole dialogue with other people where if I tell the hospice, this is a nice, normal patient, they walk in with some preconceived notions about the patient Yeah, that they might... They might not do a full workup. They might not ask for that other consultant. They might miss another uh, another thing to add to their that they would normally do for a non-normal patient, whatever that is. 
Um, and so it's just something to think about. Or on the this, back this has end. some downstream. This has a lot of downstream. It, I think it's actually the opposite. Yeah, yeah of it's, that. it's it's the it's the people that you don't say this is a normal patient to you that then have a fallout because that consultant says, "Oh, this is not a normal patient." So now I know how to interpret this. This is going to be yeah. th- this patient Excuse. needs yeah. a different workup than what a quote unquote normal patient needs, yeah. and you start to actually sway people in directions that they may not have intended to do, yeah. Yeah. just with a simple word. Our attempt to standardize something actually unstandardizes the patient's care because they're. How do normal. I start almost all of my MDMs? Pleasant and overall well appearing, or pleasant and concerning? Yep. Yeah. Which is actually a diag- like. It's not a diagnosis. It, it is an assessment. Sure. Right? Because there are times that I will say that this is a unpleasant or this is a cantankerous or this is a, you know, some, please tell me you put cantankerous. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. I put that, I've read I those put notes. That yeah. And it's, it's not, it's not a negative connotation. It's just, it is, no, it's it just, is a descriptor of the patient's current yeah. psychologic state in my interaction with them. Yeah. That, that is part of the assessment, right? Absolutely. Well, gentlemen, Thank you so much. My idea for this was not necessarily to come to a resolution, which I think we all realize we're not going to in the sense of a resolution of what the word normal is. And I really don't think we should even pass judgment on its use so much as I think we all ought to stop when we say the word normal or are preparing to use the word normal and maybe press pause for just a second and see if that is the best word to to convey what it is we're thinking about the patient or if maybe there's a better choice of word, or maybe to challenge our own beliefs about what we think about that patient and see if that helps us do even better care. Um, Because I know one of the big things that I'm focusing on for myself is making sure that I'm open to a lot of different ideas. And when I say normal about you, I want you to understand what it is that I mean. I want to be able to look a patient in the face and say, when I called you normal, what I meant was this. And so I think if I couldn't describe it to the patient... I probably need to explore it a little bit more on my own. I'm envisioning a new Choosing Wisely campaign from ASAP. Yeah. About the word normal. Normal. This was a fantastic discussion, John. Thank you so much for bringing this up to us. And uh, hopefully all you EM Over Easy listeners enjoyed it as well. Please, uh, again, feel free to check out our website, blog, social media posts. Sign up for our email. Our email newsletter. It is fantastic. Uh, And uh, we'll see you guys next time.